200 level episode 253 a nervous mike carpenter yes i'm so nervous i'm talking about myself in the third person with trevor valise and isaac ambrose joining me via zoom it won't be too long before we get back to the in-person stuff so uh, but this might actually be for the best because if the three of us were in a room together the nervous energy would be way too palpable i don't think we could handle it now, Trevor and then Isaac, I want to get each of you guys real quick, and I'll let you know when we get started in the second half so you guys can queue up or whatever you want to do. That's fine with me. Uh, Trevor, Illinois is somehow up two. It was a weird first half because a lot of guys we didn't think would make an impact made an impact for both teams. And I'm just curious. I mean, how do you feel? I mean, despite some of the negatives and that big run by Purdue, I- I'm still shell-shocked that Illinois is leading right now. I can't quite fathom that. I, I don't know how to feel, to be perfectly honest with you. I feel like I spent as much time as one possibly could breaking down every aspect of this matchup and what you saw in round one versus what you might see tonight. And it felt like within 10 minutes, most of that just went down the toilet. And that, you know, both in a positive and negative way, um, depending on what we're talking about here. I mean, to me, I guess I'll just view this as that was a wash and now we've got 20 minutes and let's start this over again. Because, I mean, you can look at Kofi and Trent and say they both didn't do much, and then you can look at Ivy and Edie and say they both didn't do much. So, you know, that first half was somehow dominated by uh, Caleb First, Ethan Morton, <laughs> but Benjamin Bossman's Verdonk, and Alfonso Plummer. So, like, I, I, I honestly don't have an answer to your question because I don't know what I just watched. I just now sat down for the first time in an hour, and I am fully in the emotional roller coaster ride and not at all in the logical analysis part of my brain right now so we'll just see what happens isaac i'm going to kick it to you in a second we're about to be underway here and uh you'll be the first person i kick it to yeah you know as i watch uh as i watched that game trevor i was doing the same thing where i was standing up and i actually got out a mic stand and i was working with the phone camera stand and figuring out how i could stand up and do this podcast and that first half that was it went on felt like freaking lawrence of arabia it felt like a four hour half because of all the energy. So I'm forcing myself to sit down. And guys, we are about to be underway. Okay, they have a full court shot here. This is going to be the inbound. We're underway. 20 minutes to go. Isaac, I'll kick it to you in just a second, but some play-by-play first. So this is Hunter getting a pick from Edie going left. No help, and that is an easy two, and Purdue ties it up right away. So Isaac, we're all tied up, 19.50 to go in the game. And how are you feeling at this moment, despite what was a very uneven first half? I'm not trying to sound negative, but wow. nice move from Sorry, Kofi. That was exciting. Yeah. Um, but Illinois up the, the back and forth, it felt like you were a little bit lucky to be in the lead in the or uh, at halftime. But hey, you had guys step up. It's just it's crazy that you were somehow up two and Purdue went on what a nineteen and a three run. Um, this is this is very very back and forth. If Man, it would be hard to eat a loss with Plummer shooting the way he's shooting the ball right now. But this is going to be – Kofi's going to need to step up and earn that National Player of the Year. Oh, wow. Come on, Kofi. Finish. Wow, great uh, rebound there from DeMonte. But unfortunately, it goes back to Purdue. So we're tied up 40 all, 18.50 to go. We got a break here. Stefanovic with the three is up and good. His second – That sucker, dude. He – 
fastest shot I've ever seen. I don't know oh, how I know. that goes. There. I know him and Plummer are just absolute deadly out there. And I did not realize that what was it? Gillis has the highest three point percentage in the Big Ten. I know his volume isn't the same as Plummer and Stefanovic. So this is Plummer with the ball. It's a three point Purdue lead. That is a quick seven to two. No, sorry, five to two or seven to four run. Five to two, I think. Hell, I don't know. They're up three now. This is DeMonte taking it to the rim. Nice kick out to Jacob Grandison, who was quiet in the first half after a nice start. Bank shot goes in. How about that? 43 to 42. A lot of offense here, Trevor. So what do you think about the pace so far? Because right now, I kind of like, I felt like, in a way, ugling things up allowed you to get back into it in the first half. And right now, this is the frenetic pace that I think favors Purdue. Yeah, yeah, this this is up and down, back and forth quick uh definitely favors i mean it, it would favor ivy on the offensive end but also produce defense Jesus. is pretty bad when you're speeding them up so um you know i mean ivy's just really good offensive explosion right now from them so that is a quick nine points nine points i think for them this is demonte with a long two-point shot that's not what you want 45 to 42 got to get a stop you have not gotten one yet this half and we're only two and a half minutes into it but i do like the officiating thus far in this half where they're just letting them go this is going to be Stefanovic in the lane, up and no good. Rebound to Illinois and a chance to either go down one or tie it up. This is Kofi. Nice feed from Trent. Nice finish and recovery from Kofi. Moving fast and he sets his feet, makes the layup. So nice little bit there. Okay, so 17.05 to go. I'm going to call play-by-play here real quick, guys. This is Hunter over to Gillis. Gillis looking for – I know every Purdue guy's name by this point, and, and they are worthy of that respect. They were really freaking good. This is Hunter on the nice little pick and roll. No problem. Up and in. That's his second layup of the half. Things are going way too easy for Purdue offensively. And Isaac, this is not tenable. What they're doing right now, you can score. You can't score at this clip. Yeah, this is going to be tough to keep up with. And Purdue's playing almost perfect basketball. You you got to somehow slow them down or get a stop and just try to maybe get Kofi inside. Just slow down a possession. All right, Trent. Nice take. Avoids the block from Edie. So, you know, if you can get to this media timeout, Trevor, under 16, tied up, down one, down two, something like that after this immediate explosion, I'll say, okay, take the reset button, rest for a second, and gather yourself. Now, this is Edie on Kofi, and this is going to be an easy take for him up and no good, no foul. This is going to be Grandison on Gillis, who finds Hunter. Plummer's not there, and it's an open three. Golly day! Trevor, I like Plummer, but he is horrific defensively. Yeah, he sucks. I mean, there's no other way. He, he, he freaking sucks defensively. Like, you can't miss your guy, and then you turn it over. So just like that, guys, you're going to be down six. And 15-35, do you call a timeout? Or do you ride this out? This is a really disappointing start to the half because... You know, you you somehow, by the skin of your teeth, are up two. You're already getting outscored by eight. And if I check this, you've scored... Wait, Purdue has 52 points. What do they have at half? 36? They've scored 16 points in five minutes. This is going to be DeMonte three. It is up, and it is a miss. Grandison passed it up. That's not his shot. Usually, he likes the top of the key, and DeMonte doesn't cash it in. This is Hunter, and a foul. And honestly, let's just go to a break here. All right, guys, that I'm going to hit it. Isaac, go ahead, Ben. I'm sorry. That might have, like, that was bad defense, but that might have been, like, the best four or five minute stretch I've offensively seen a team have all season. Like, 
Oh my gosh. Plummer can't turn the ball. You can't give up an open three to a guy that can make the three. So Hunter has eight points already this half. Am I right? If that, if that happens, Trevor, this ain't going to ha- this isn't going to work. You know, <laughs> if these supporting guys I mean, for Purdue are going to do this. Yeah. I mean, it seems, it seems like so far half the, half the focus, if not more has been attacked Plummer. And why wouldn't, I mean, that, Honestly, like his defense is atrocious, so I don't know why you wouldn't attack him. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. That's that's a bad enough stretch where it doesn't negate what he did offensively, but unfortunately, it just makes him less of an impact player in the way that you would want. Because I think he has what four threes so far, which is amazing. But then you immediately give up eight points, and that just the math doesn't add up. Um, and and then Trent still, uh, well, he had a nice take there. Um, Kofi with eight on the night. Nothing. Well, Grandison had the bank shot, so it's like you're getting enough. But unfortunately, if if Hunter is dropping, you know, 15 or 16 points in a night on you, and Morton is going out for a quick six or seven points himself, and and all these other guys, then I don't know. Good luck, guys. I'm gonna hit a sponsor real quick. Uh, DPDO online at dpdo.com for all the best deals and prices. dpdo.com custom zones with any topping you want, or some of their favorites like the Maui Wowie or the Buffer Zone. That is dpdo.com. Isaac, if I'm trying to take solace in this, we know that Purdue has had a hard time closing out games this year. They, they've they closed out more than they haven't, but we even saw at the State Farm Center, they had chances to put that game away so it didn't get to overtime, didn't do it. We saw Sunday against Michigan, same sort of thing, or Saturday against Michigan, though they won. But um, I don't know, I'm, that's kind of all, the only thing I'm hanging my hat on right now because that was, as shocking as it was that Illinois was up two at half, this is more shocking, even as good as I know Purdue is. I just, I again, shock is is the word. Like, I still can't believe you're down six now, and the offensively, you just played a solid few minutes. That was just that felt like four actual minutes. I mean, now here it's nine thirty three. I don't think it's been more than six or seven real minutes. And but yeah, like you said. Purdue has struggled to finish games. So that is something that we can hope for that they, that they struggle. But the thing that is just very frustrating for me is Ivy and Edie and Williams has been playing decent. Sasha just hit one three, but you've been getting beat by the, the role guys. And it's not even like the three guy. It's like the fourth, fifth and sixth dudes that are, that are eating you up. And Man, that I'm I just can't believe how much of a roller coaster this has already been. And now I'm already back down, like thinking about how bad a loss would be. I know there's a ton <laughs> of game time left. Yeah, yeah. But man, it's just already been such a roller coaster. Maybe that's just how it is when you play Purdue, but it feels like Purdue shows up to play Illinois. Well, they they are this year. I mean, I know that first game went double overtime, but it felt like if Illinois would have won, we would have stole it. And that nothing wrong, nothing wrong with that. I mean, Illinois played one of their, I should say the effort was one of the best of the season that game, but by the end of it, you just didn't have the horses and you ran out of gas. And, you know, at the time it was a little bit easier to swallow, but it fortunately, unfortunately made this game that much more of a must win. If you want to be in control of the big 10 race, um, here's the deal guys. I'm going to say this now, and I'm not just <laughs> saying this to rationalize things, things and Trevor, I'll, I'll get your thoughts on this, but Let's say you end the season tied with Purdue, yet you lost both games to them. I'm still raising that banner. I mean, I'm not going to have any any shame in that. Um, but it would be a sort of, well, they were just better than you. And as they're up eight right now with 14.50 to go, 
um, at the moment, that just looks like what it is. They're just better than you, and we don't have as many guys to respond with. And I'm okay with that. From a, um, you know, there's a, I'm trying to remember the quote now. I'm going to misquote it, but there's an Office episode where Stanley's having a heart attack, and Michael says, "If you have another one, you may die. Are you okay with that?" And Stanley says, "I'm okay with the logic of that." And that's how I feel about this, where it's like, you know, I I, I don't like it. If you're going to lose the conference by a game and you had two cracks at Purdue and lost both of them, like, I, I don't know how you can't be okay with the logic of that. Mm-hmm. Purdue's just better. Like, you know, I mean, Gillis right now, he's being really annoying, right? Because he's shooting like 55% for three. He is literally DeMonte last year. Out of nowhere, hitting threes, gets you eight boards a game, is ranked nearly invisible on Ken Palm, but does a little bit of everything. I mean, he's literally their DeMonte. And so... Yeah, it's really annoying. But guess what? The role player on the best team in the Big Ten and the third best team in the country, who's their fifth or sixth best guy, yeah, he'll do that to you because that's what a really elite team does. So, like, it's equal parts frustrating, but at least I can wrap my head around it, I guess. You know, the more I watch this Purdue game, Isaac, and Wisconsin wins at Michigan State tonight, which is maddening, but whatever. Um, I think Wisconsin, maybe I'm starting to change my tune a little bit. It might just be that Illinois is a great matchup against Wisconsin. A three from Gillis is no good. Got to get the rebound, and Illinois does. There we go. Down six with 14-15 to go, but they had the ball. Uh, Isaac, I'll kick it to you one second, finish this thought on Wisconsin. This is Curbelo. Trying to take him the lane, he finds Grandison for an open three. The three is up and no good. He's got to make that, but it is off Purdue. Okay, so here's my logic. I was thinking about this, Isaac. Yes, Illinois is just a great matchup against Wisconsin. I'd like to face them again in the Big Ten tournament. I'd still feel good about it. But maybe, I mean, listen, if Wisconsin went to Purdue, and especially the way they closed that game out, I think that actually legitimizes Wisconsin. And I'm saying that as I'm watching this game, and it, it may not be fair to to extrapolate and do the whole transitive property thing. But um, I, I, I watched this Purdue team and think if you went into Mackey and won, you're just freaking legit. I honestly, Carpency just said that I forgot Wisconsin won at Purdue. And that just proves, I think how Johnny Davis just had a, one of those games that seems to happen every year where a dude goes for almost 40 because the the way Kofi dominated Wisconsin's bigs, it just doesn't make sense that Wisconsin was able to hang with a team like this on the road. And I'm I'm sort of thinking back to I'm again I'm being probably too negative, but I feel like this team for sure. Good lord, to share that year <laughs> that the year that there was a, a three way tie and there was no dominant team. I feel like this team definitely would have gotten a share. And I, know I know, probably I know. Comparing, comparing apples to oranges, but Bad it's timing. just frustrating that I feel like a lot of other years you would definitely easily win the big hit. All right, so this is a 54-50 to 50 lead, but Gillis 3 is no good, and a nice board from Melendez in front of Edie. So Curbelo is really keying this right now. He's looked great tonight. He's trying to get in the lane. He does. He scoops it up. It is no good, and it's going to be back to Purdue. And that was honestly maybe the first time tonight, Trevor, where Curbelo's had kind of like an out-of-control shot. I think that's the bright spot of the game yet again against Purdue. Curbelo looks himself. Oh, my God. Ivy with a three. Jesus Christ. I mean, look, I would argue that other than the fact that Purdue's just good, I would argue that most, you know, it feels like 75% of the shots they've made this half have been your two worst defenders on their two, you know, the first 8-0 run was entirely based on Hunter on Plummer. Yeah. And right there, that was entirely Grandison on Ivy, who you don't want. So, 
I mean, it's not an excuse. I'm not saying like, you know, Grandison just literally can't guard a Big Ten player, but Grandison and Plummer are, I think, your two biggest weaknesses, biggest weaknesses on defense. And, you know, I would argue that 75% of this Purdue run has been them getting toasted. I mean, really. Was there a shot clock thing there? Because Trent shot it like there wasn't time on the shot clock. Uh, that's the only way to explain why he would have shot a contested three in that manner. And the ref is talking to the timekeeper, which, you know, but regardless, not a smart shot. How can shot. you beat back to the first half? I know that benefited us, but how can you be a Big Ten team and have a shot clock like that? <laughs> like, stupid. that just doesn't make any sense. They don't have decimal points like this is the 1960s. Or Only something? from five down, apparently. So this is Trent. Yeah, he thought, and he was right. He had to shoot it. So the shot clock didn't reset. Did it not change possession? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I guess it didn't. And if I think about it, I don't know if Illinois got a shot that hit the rim, and I don't know if they're even reviewing it or not. So a weird amount of Underwood and Painter interacting with each other in the middle of a game. It is. Yeah. I don't like guys stay on your sidelines. Enough of this buddy, buddy crap. All right. Now here's, uh, you know, it's always danger zone against a team like Purdue. And I don't want to count this Illinois team out because they tend to keep themselves in games with one exception, of course, being Maryland. And I guess Cincinnati, if you want to go way back. So I'd be surprised, Trevor, if this gets out of hand. But unfortunately, Purdue's got the horses to do just that. And that's an easy dunk for Edie. Nine-point lead. I don't know what the answer is, Trevor. I, I don't know if there is one. I, I mean, I have no doubt that you'll punch back. But again, I think this is Jesus about... Jesus Melendez. You, they're exploiting your biggest weaknesses on defense. And really, I mean, I, I think I thought going into this game that the biggest advantage you had was exploiting Purdue's weak defense. But so far in this half, it has been all Purdue just going at the Illini players who aren't as good defensively. So, you know, if there is a silver lining in this, like let's say Illinois goes on. Oh, nice. Great job by Trent getting that loose. Curbelo's on the break here. Can he finish it? He's taking it to the rim and a block. But I think we got a foul. Is that right? I don't know. I can't tell because the ref raised both of his arms. Maybe not. Gillis. He, he, I swear Purdue has a guy like him every freaking year. I just, I can't, I can't explain they it. Do. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and he reminds me of Bird back in the day. D- I'm sure, I'm I sure he's better. I was just going to say DJ Bird was there, felt like eight freaking years, and he did nothing until there was 60 seconds left in the game, and he'd have like, some flying, leaping steel where he landed in the third row. It's just dumb. It's so stupid. All right, uh, real quick, guys. Fourth and Kirby online at fourthandkirby.com for your vintage-inspired Illini apparel. That's fourthandkirby.com. T-shirts, crew neck sweatshirts, hoodies, all in time for the stretch run of the Big Ten basketball season and March Madness. So that's fourthandkirby.com. Okay, Isaac, you know, I was thinking about this. <laughs> Where guys like Gillis, like I-, I will say, I don't really dislike anyone in Purdue. I don't have beef with Purdue like I do Michigan or Iowa, which might explain why I'm less angry in the moment with this game. Um, but I wonder, who are the guys in Illinois that are that for other teams? Because I look at Gillis and he really ticks me off. He's a stereotypical Purdue role player. So who's the guy in Illinois that someone looks at and thinks, Jesus, like, I'm, I guess we could say the super seniors, but I'm trying to find some silver linings or positives here because I know there's guys in Illinois that drive other teams nuts. So just from having friends that are Michigan, Michigan State fans, I know for a fact Georgie was probably number one the past few years when it came to um, guys on Illinois that just 
were annoying, seemed to be dancing, obnoxious, even when they weren't doing anything. Well, we agreed with that. We we, agreed with that. We knew how that felt, except for, you know, when he had games like the Big Ten Championship uh, in the tournament. Um, And then I've also heard that about a little bit. Um, But other than that, I mean, you had Io, right? But he wasn't annoying. He was just so quiet and humble. And Kofi's just a big teddy bear looking guy. I don't know. Like, I think Georgie, I'm sure if Coleman probably was playing more this year, he would be that guy. But Ooh, um, yeah, we don't, we don't, I haven't, I haven't heard the, I haven't heard who it would be this year. You know, Trevor, I was, uh, <laughs> the Georgie thing. I'm like, yeah, I agree with every, every bit of what your Michigan friends are saying. Um, though Georgie, Hey, listen, you don't want a big 10 tournament title without Georgie. That's his legacy. You, you legit do not beat Ohio state without Georgie Bashanishvili. So, um, that will always be there for him. Yeah. Well, Georgie annoyed the crap out of me, so I don't really care at this point. So, <laughs> Okay, but here's what I was thinking, Trevor, to try to, okay, I'm trying to find ways to soften the blow of a, I, I, I would say likely loss at this point, the way this is trending, okay? I saw Stefanovic in an interview, and he's actually cool. He's a cool kid. Now, I know his hair is kind of goofy, and, and on the court, it's just like scrappy three-point shooter, but he actually was a cool guy. And then I've heard Painter, and actually out of all the Big Ten coaches, I think Painter may be the one that I think is probably legit the nicest guy and the coolest dude. And I, I, I never used to think that until I hear him talk. So, Trevor, basically this is me trying to come to grips with the fact that we might lose tonight. And how can I be less angry about that? Is it working? Is it making this easier for you or no? I mean, not really, but I, I, I would agree <laughs> with you that I, 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 I do think Painter, if I was rating you know, Big Ten coaches that I liked, I think he would probably be too. I, I think there was a lot going around that I enjoyed when um, Harms and Eastern both left within like five days after the season ended two years ago. Uh, he went on, uh, I think it was Doc Itch, I don't know. He went on some radio show and said, he, he basically ripped him. And I thought, man, that's, that's pretty, like, I, like I get, he gained my respect when he did that, cause, which sounds funny because he was basically being disrespectful but it was like yeah those guys you know, stunk, honestly though. those guys you know those guys weren't all in it they kind of stunk you know blah 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 that's basically what he said and i'm like you're right they did like they did kind of suck so i i think he's a very um you know if, if if we were talking about big 10 coaches that don't seem to have a lot of fluff or fakeness to them i think he's right up there with underwood in terms of just a, a cool guy all right, here's the lineup right now. It's 11-18 to go. Corbello makes both of his free throws. He has been fantastic tonight. So it's back to a five-point game, and this is going to be Ivy and a nice job by Payne, which I got to say, Isaac, Payne has actually, other than missing two of his three free throws, I think he's given you good minutes tonight. Yeah, I agree. That offensive boarding in the first half was great, yeah. and that possibly could have been a foul. I don't know. Maybe this is what teams felt about Io last year, but Ivy is just so quick. Oh my god! Never and mind. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> I, I negate what I just said. He was not looking for you know that guy Zach Eady, the seven foot four guy, and the easiest out of bounds play that I've ever seen. All right, sixty one to fifty four, oh fellas. We got eleven minutes to go now. This was the position with about four minutes to go in the first half, and Illinois found themselves up two. So we know there's plenty of game left, and if you can somehow withstand this barrage, nice take from Curbelo. You know, I don't mind that at all. It unfortunately bounces out. You gotta stop the ball here with Ivy, and he takes it right in, and he is 
unstoppable right now. Uh, 63 to 54. I'll do a little bit of play by play here, guys, and let you collect your thoughts because this could, you know, this might actually get out of hand if we aren't careful. Because um, Corbello making layups all night is fine, but you got unfortunately scored a ridiculous clip because you aren't stopping Purdue. So I don't know what you do. This is DeMonte. Nice entry pass. This is going to be Plummer. This is long three. That is up and no good. That was a little bit off kilter and a chance for Purdue to go up double digits for the first time tonight. Easy peasy for Ivy. A foul on Payne. Not much more he can you do. You see how quickly he just—I mean, you see how quickly he just cooks Plummer and the full court. I mean, it, it's not even like it's partially Plummer's fault because he sucks, but it's also just Ivy's so freaking fat. Like I yeah. can't help but just go, "Oh my god!" Like I mean, he just—it feels like he went end to end in two and a half seconds and just rode Plummer on, on his piggyback the whole way. Well, you know, here's the thing, guys, and if we're talking about larger narratives here. Uh, Kofi, yet again, has not really done what a National Player of the Year candidate should do. And I know this is the toughest matchup, Isaac, and I feel like it's unfair to rail on a guy that you were not who you are without Kofi Coburn, which is a very good team. But if you want to be elite, he's got to be elite in the biggest games. And I'm sorry, doing what you did in the second half against Trace Jackson Davis, who's a complete no-show against anyone not named Nebraska or something, um, that's not going to do it to win a Big Ten title. And I think that eventually you run out of possible statement games or legacy games. Um, Kofi is secure. He's an all-time great Illini and the best big man I've ever seen here. But if we're talking Mount Rushmore kind of stuff, you got to have more tangible things. And unfortunately, the way this game's trending, that's a missed opportunity for him. And I, I hate that because I want it so badly for him. Yeah, I agree. I honestly just the way Kofi plays, though, I don't really know what you can do. And this is Get starting to hand. feel a lot like John Gross teams where you kept it close and then you just got blown out in the second half. But, oh, my. Yeah, this God. is a 13 point Purdue lead with 930 to go and you got no answer. And I mean, I, 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 why sorry. is Plummer anywhere near Jaden Ivey? Like, seriously, like, <laughs> I, I know that he's out on the court, but he's literally. He is taking this guy to school, and whatever meme you want to use, he's he's rocking the baby to sleep. Whatever you want to say, like he's just punking Plummer. There's no offensive like game plan for Purdue right now. The offensive game plan is here, Ivy. Just drive to the hoop, like just play basketball. Well, they look like national he's trying champ. to dunk on two people from outside the paint, pretty much. I mean, they they look like, and he wouldn't have made that dunk anyway. Um, they look Don't like. Don't worry though, guys. He's got two free throws. <laughs> I mean, that was a clean block too. It was. Purdue looks like a national champion right now, and, and we look like okay. See, well, this feels like. Sorry, I didn't. It's humbling. It will. It's like in the tournament. It's humbling, is what it is. It's very, very humbling. It feels like in the tournament when somebody gets hot. And then they end up, you know, they knock somebody off and then they make it to the lead eight or final four or uh, the elite eight. And then they face a team who's actually worth a, you know what, and they just get humbled and embarrassed. And the fact that you were up to at halftime and you fought back it, it, you just haven't done. I mean, when's the last time you did something like this? I know there's a lot of game time left, but when's the last time you like this, like, I'm trying to think. It's been probably like well, I was freshman. That might be dramatic, but I don't remember a game where you just laid an egg in a big, big game in the second half in a long time. Yeah, I mean, well, there was Maryland late, 
Now, this is Ivy again. Oh, God. I mean, Jesus Christ. He gets wherever he wants to go. This is going to be a three for Hunter. That is up and good. So this game's over, fellas. And the question is, what's the margin going to be? This We're getting absolutely punked. And, and to your question, Isaac, um, God dang. And that's a terrible entry pass from Grandison. Um, and unfortunately, this, this is worst case scenario, Trevor, because it's enough to sh- – thank God the next game isn't until Sunday – I'd be really worried if there was a game Thursday or Friday because I think this has a lingering effect, not in a good way. Just like we saw Michigan get their a- Michigan State get their asses kicked at Rutgers, and they still look bad tonight. That's another three for Ivy, and now Trent is clutching his knee, and it cannot get worse than this moment right now. I don't think. I hope not. This is just <sighs> honestly like at halftime I was feeling pretty good, and I don't know the last time I felt this bad. I mean, what are you supposed to do, though, right? Like, hit a three from, like, 10 feet behind the line. Uh, Trent, I mean, honestly, I don't care about the margin. If Trent's hurt, then that's a major problem. He might have just gotten a, a stinger in his knee, and he gets up. <clears throat> Can he put any weight on it? Yes, kind of. I just hope he got a knee stinger. This This would be, you know... Um, I entered today, guys, thinking like, all right, you know, I really like our chances and all that. And, and, and I legitimately did because I thought that Purdue is yet to show that they are killers. You know, well, tonight they are. I mean, tonight they're every bit of that team that's going to get a one seed, that's going to be a Final Four favorite. Um, but now, if there's a Trent thing going on, this adds this sickly feeling like two years ago after Michigan State. And it's like, I'm tired of that shit. And I'm sorry, I mean, parental advisory sticker, I'm tired of it. You know, like it's no one's fault. It's just I, I don't know. This is gonna sound woe is me, but it's like Jesus. Can we not get a freaking break? I don't know. Maybe not. Trevor, I don't know if you had any thoughts. No. This sucks. Hmm. See, my thing is really that, and I mean the Trent thing aside here. Uh, when when I watch this, can't get the um, like like it's planted in the back of my mind, like the reverse of your seedling of swagger card. Like it's planted in my mind now. This seedling of whatever you call it, to where like I don't care if we go thirteen and zero from after this game through the Sweet Sixteen, I will still wake up. For an elite eight game or whatever it may be, you know, round of thirty-two, whatever, thinking this is entirely possible, and maybe that's not unique to Illinois. Maybe that's just how eighty percent of college basketball teams work. But like, when I see it, and I see it several times, I, I just I've seen enough already this year to not be dissuaded out of. Uh, I don't I don't even know what I'm saying. I don't know how to verbalize no, no, it correctly. Okay. But it, after it, Loyola, you've got the you've got the fear in the back of your mind of. God, that can't happen again. It really can't. And now you've already seen three or four games this year where it's just like, God, like, what, what, what is this? Well, you know and what so it, just to have this in the back of my mind, like, yeah. You know yeah. what it is, Trevor. What, what it is, and as an older Illini fan, there's enough things throughout your fandom and for, throughout my fandom as a 35 year old, um, just absolutely just crushing disappointments. And I think that's common 
for most teams because at the end of the day, one team wins the national title at the end of the year, and that means 63 other teams probably had a crushing defeat to end the season um, in some way, shape, or form. So that's not uncommon, but it does feel like there are more – there's there's two factors at play here. There's the short term. There's the losing to Loyola, I think, did irreparable harm to our psyche. <laughs> we were back, and then we weren't. That's the near term. Long term, it's the fact that you are the best program to never win a freaking national title. And I'm sorry, like that, if 80, this is why, oh, he's, it looked like he's, I don't know, guys, what he stepped and I can't really tell. He's, he's kind of moving around on the sideline. He's not back in the locker room. So I think it was just a stinger. Fingers freaking crossed here. But, but my second point is as the program that has the most wins of any team to not win a national title, it just sucks. It's the it's the worst like asterisk that you could have. Because that's all that matters. I'm sorry. Like I mean, you know, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. So until you get that, I look at Maryland and think, I think we're a better freaking program than Maryland. Well, guess what? They got a national title and you don't. So you aren't. At the end of the day. I mean, that's all that freaking matters. And uh I this is a, a really weird thing to go down, Isaac when it's a game against a really good team that can't miss right now and Trent looks shaken up, but it's, but this is the Illini fan psyche. I think that's coming out here and why we are always like, Oh dear God, you've got to be kidding me. It feels like it happens more for us. Maybe it doesn't. I just, all I can think right now is, Sort of Jesus Christ, Kofi. It is a dunk. On, oh my gosh. Dude. I mean, I'm what, sorry. What, what the fuck is this? I'm sorry, but what the fuck is this? I, I'm sorry. Like, this is fucking stupid. Like, a wide open dunk. I'm sorry. And Plummer can't make a three. But that, that I mean, that, that goes back to exactly what I was going to say. It's like shame on us, right? It's not yeah. shame on this team. This is what the fourth. Or, this is the fourth or fifth time now where you've played an elite team who is very likely to go to the Final Four, and you like this is what we've known about this team all year long, right? You're top fifteen, you're maybe top ten, but you're one hundred percent not top five. Like you are not elite of the elite. Like you're just missing something, and the elite teams expose that. I don't know if it's defensively or what, but elite teams don't do this, and just shame on us. Yeah, well, as as uh, Pick Apart Twenty One says, we got the yips. We got the yips. We're shook. That's game. Well, yeah. I mean, it's this thing's over, and we can end early, guys, because uh, I got <laughs> I got school in the morning. I mean, this is Ivy taking it up, and it's no good. And Kofi swats it back in the direction of Purdue. I I, I feel like I'm picking on him, but he didn't show up again. So. You know, if the whole thing was this is the big man that can lead you to a deep NCAA tournament run, well, maybe. Uh, but I'm sorry, he is striking out in these big games. So that's your best player. You can't have that. Grandison in three. It's up. It's no good. We can't make a shot. But it doesn't really matter when Purdue was seven minutes to go in the second half. They've already scored. I suck at math. Twenty-seven points. Well, that's the thing. They've only scored twenty-seven like- points this half. 27, is that right, or is, or, or is it 37? Why do I suck ass at math? So we we have 20 points this half. All right, so, yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. Like, I I can't – I know our defense has been bad, but 
you can't miss. They're shooting like 70-something percent this half. But again, like I just I feel like I'm the stupid one. Like I'm I know I feel like today, a sucker, you know, at work. Like like we have such a great opportunity today to beat Purdue. Like, oh, we beat Indiana on the road. We must be as good as like Purdue or as good as, you know, these other big name teams. And I'm thinking about how sweet it would be to win a Big Ten regular season title. But like it just keeps happening. Like, I know you've won a few big games, but now what? Your, t- your three-way tie for first, and one of the teams you're tied with is just clearly way better than you. So you're going to ha- – I hate that you don't control your own destiny, right? And you still have to play a few more big teams on the road, and you had to lose that stupid Maryland game. And uh, At this point, like, if you weren't going to win it, Purdue just went out. And they might. I mean, if you look at their schedule, they could, um, because if this is the kind of role that they're going to go on, then no one's beating them on their schedule. Um, so let's say Purdue goes uh, 16-4, and four, right? Let's say that they're going to slip up one more time. Okay, fine. Um, but I, I agree to this point, Isaac. Let's say that you this game is an aberration, and I think in some ways it is. I, I think that this is the perfect storm of bad, and that you'll beat Northwestern and then we'll see with Rutgers, right? I mean, that there's going to be plenty more show me games on the schedule because Illinois has the toughest road of any team in the big 10. You will still be tied for first. So we knew that we didn't need this, but I do think though that the psychological effect that Trevor was talking about, you know, that not only can you lose big games, but you can get your ass kicked. And that is just, uh, that's a problem. Kofi's getting, schooled by Edie. I mean, and that's fine. Edie's good, but Jesus Christ, dude, where, where's the pride here? And I, I feel like I'm picking on him and I, maybe I am, but you got to be better. And, and here's Trevor. We've talked about this and I'm going to throw out, you know, there's a lot of worst case scenarios and this might sound like ranting and raving, but uh, if we go through this for three years and we have the best record in the big 10, but not really any freaking thing to show for it, then it, I'm sorry, it doesn't matter. I mean, it does in that the fact that you're back as a program, you're relevant, and that's great. And that's if you ask me really what's the first thing that you want, it's to be relevant. So I've checked that box. I love watching Illinois basketball. It makes winners that much better, even when a game like this happens. But Trevor, I want freaking banners. I want tangible things that say you did this, and you were on the verge, if you weren't careful, and you don't go on a crazy run here, of three straight really good years with not a freaking thing to show for it except for a Big Ten tournament banner. And I'm sorry, that's the kind of stuff that Iowa basketball holds dear, not Illinois basketball. I, I love it, but that ain't enough. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with everything you just said. I, it, it, yeah, I, I mean, I, when you said um, – Loyola has done irreparable damage to, I mean, I can't agree with that more. I, I, I still, I still, I mean, not to have nightmares about the game, but you know what I mean? I still am like, I, like, I don't know if I will physically be able to watch around a 32 game this year. Like just because <laughs> of that. I'm, I'm serious. If, if yeah. we're playing middle Tennessee state in a, you know, like let's say you're a five, they're a 13 and they upset the four. Mm-hmm and you're playing them, like, I can't watch it. I don't yeah. know if I can watch it. Because I just, it's done such, I it, it, I don't know. I could write an essay or say nothing about it. It just made so much sense 
that you were going to do something last year. And, and just, I, I cannot wrap my head around the fact that you did. And yeah, now that just puts an unfair amount of pressure on this team to do something that, you know, half of these guys weren't even on that roster. So I don't know. I, I, I really just, I, I don't know. You just got blitzed in this half. It started with them targeting your worst players on defense, but the fact that you weren't able to respond at all on offense against a defense that's, I mean, I mean, you've been scoring somewhere between 75 and 85 points a game and you're, you're at 60 right now against it's a bad the worst defense you've faced in two months. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, this is just a really bad half. Um, and I, I mean, I'm sorry I lost it, but it's just like Kofi. I mean, you, you, he missed two dunks in the span of 10 seconds, and I just, I don't know. It's not good. I, well, I it's know. not good enough. And, and here's the thing, Trevor, to the point, I mean, the Loyola game, you know, and again, it's people can look at this and say it's ridiculous, but it's just it, these are emotions that you go through as a fan when you have the game of the year and then you just absolutely poop on yourself, essentially. And the Loyola game, if I were to think back to it, like the reason I, I, I've not allowed myself to think much about it, because it's almost like a weird nightmare. It's like it's an 11 a.m. on a Sunday, a beautiful Sunday in March. I mean, it was a gorgeous day, right? Everything felt right until tip off and immediately it didn't feel right i can't explain it like and isaac you might agree with this but like from the from the outset of that game it didn't feel right and uh it just sort of ended and that was it and then the best chance you had of making a final four maybe winning a national title uh since 05 well clearly the the best since 05 but it felt like man you had the path and the entire region ended up opening up for what would have been a great run and at that point, Isaac, it's hard not to be like, well, man, okay, this, this is just what it is. And uh, that's here's where it's unfair, and here's where it's fair. I'll tell you the unfair part. What Underwood has done in five years is something – he's done it quicker than what Lou Henson did to get Illinois back to relevancy in the late 70s and 80s. So that goes without saying. Underwood's done a fantastic job, and this is still the best coaching job that he's done um, this season. I think it's been phenomenal uh, with tonight just being one of those things that got away from you. But I think what is fair to be concerned about is that now, three years in a row, that you have been relevant. And that's great. But when it's come to the biggest moments, Loyola or tonight's game or the five-game stretch three years ago, which ultimately cost you a Big Ten title by a game, one freaking game, if you would have won one of those, Maryland, Michigan State, at Rutgers, at Iowa, so eventually, Isaac, there's just a fatigue. There's just this tired, like, <sighs> and because we should get excited and we should ride the wave and the roller coaster. That's part of being a fan. Um, but it's, I think it's almost worse that it's like tantalizingly close, but no cigar. I don't know if that makes sense or not. It, no, I, t- I totally agree. And I, I'm just having, you know, flashbacks to growing up and most of the past again 15 years and Illinois was bad uh basketball and I remember my mom saying after I would you know maybe throw a temper tantrum and say well this always happens and my mom would say you know we used to be good and we're going to be good again someday and this stuff's going to stop happening and it, <laughs> it has but mostly I, except in the biggest of moments better, but then you Right, you could argue that the bugaboo crap that seems the Illini fans, you could argue that that stuff is more painful when you're in positions to win versus, you know, like a few, well, I think it was Trent's freshman year, your, your, your record was terrible, but you lost 10 or 11 games by, you know, like two possessions. 
And I, it's like you just got numb to it. It's like whatever, yeah. you know. It's not like we're fighting for anything. And now this year, these game, it's like they just toy with you, you know. And I will say it feels a little bit better than a couple years ago because with Io, right, you had the uh, Michigan State at home, Maryland at home, and mm-hmm. then like you said, you went on that five game losing streak. So you really lost. That, six or seven of those big games, those big opportunities a couple years ago. And then, so I feel like you have made some progress, but it's hard to not look back in an Illini fan and think like, I don't know if this stuff's ever going to end. But I, again, I don't want to take away from these guys. Um, these guys have played great and they've only been on the team for a short time, most of them, but it's hard. It's hard to not go back to that deep, deep, dark place um but again it's still way better than where we were a few years ago you know you're talking about that isaac and i know we aren't talking about the game much anymore because you're down 17 with 359 to go so we're talking arizona come come back if it were to happen and it it won't i mean purdue's just locked in but uh you know trevor i was thinking about that and overall i mean here let's say the positive right now you're going to be tied for first at the end of the night, and Illinois has had an ability, even after a bad game, to go on a run. Just like after Maryland, they won on a four-game winning streak, and they looked really damn good doing it. And then the other good news is, well, you don't play Purdue again. So you could, even after this, Trevor, I would not put it past this team to win out. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but I still would not put it past them to do that. Um. What point was I going to make? I'm sorry. Like we were, we were kind of going down a rabbit hole, and Jaden Ivey's just absolutely unconscious right now. I mean, Purdue. No, made, I mean, I, yeah. Go, Trevor. Sorry, but no, I mean, you're right. I don't, I don't, I don't, th- I don't think any less of the. I mean, I'm saying long term outlook, but it's not that long. It's a month here. I don't think any less of this longish term outlook just after this. I just, I, I, I didn't. Um, I don't know. We talked about the. Uh, the the dip that they had and how it was less of a dip than the last two teams have had. And it just, you know, everything that wasn't tangible felt like it was going Illinois' way heading into this game, just the momentum and the energy they were bringing and the way they were playing and how much better they were looking on defense. And and it just felt like so many of the uncontrollables were going your way that in my head I was preparing myself for, you know, five different outcomes, but none of them were a – 15 point no. embarrassment nope did not even so, entertain uh, so the it's thought. just sort of like it so even though i agree with you that it shouldn't affect going forward it just makes me think man like i i, I didn't see this coming at all and i, I i'm ahead of you now because i skipped ahead so i'd like you to watch kofi just get absolutely punk murdered and stuffed twice in a row not good enough i'm sorry it's not good enough for a national player of the year candidate. And like, I, again, if we're going to have all this hype and stuff, and then Coleman does what Coleman Hawkins does. Um, and even with that, even with that guys, I still think Illinois could go out and they could just win out. So it's like, who knows? I don't think that's, uh, as likely as them probably dropping another couple games and finishing maybe a game behind, but they still have some of I'm it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> is there something worse after Coleman that just passed that <laughs> that that no look pass that Kofi tried to throw behind his head might have been the worst part. Oh, of is the that game. coming down nineteen? Is that coming up? There's there's did a, you not there? Did they show the replay? Oh, I I I wasn't paying too much attention. It's it's whatever. Was lane violation? What is this? 
No, a lane violation maybe on Purdue. I don't care. Yeah, Why whatever. Trent even in this game, considering he almost just shattered his ankle. I mean, just take him out. It doesn't... I thought he tore his ACL. I mean, I'm, I'm glad he's in there. But yeah, I mean, that's twenty. I, 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 it... <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um. Here, here was By the, the way. I, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm, Trevor. I'm okay that I'm okay that he's okay because then I feel better criticizing him because he sucked. And yeah, I he was bad tonight. Hesitate. I, I would have hesitated doing that. Slash would have been annoyed with Underwood's posting comments about him being well. We're just hoping he's okay after that horrendous fall. But he, he was terrible, and so I'm, I'm yeah. glad that he's okay enough that I can now return to telling everyone how terrible he was because he was. I mean, if 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 you're going to be the leader of this team, Underwood said twice, "This is Trent's team." You can't be virtually shut no, out in no. the biggest game of the year. Kofi wasn't good. Trent hey, wasn't good. Dude. Sneaky good for Melendez. Well, I was. I like Melendez. I love. I love the fact Who that he's. Who the hell cares? I know, well, I know, and that's that's more of a long term thing. That's a three miss from Ivy, but he was fouled. But no, here was my point, Trevor. This is where I kind of got lost a little bit. Last year, I made a purposeful decision throughout the season until until there was the Ohio State Maryland run, and I think we all at that point were questioning what the hell's going on. But I made a purposeful decision to only be positive because there's so much weight that comes with being an Illinois basketball fan. There's this added weight, of course, not having won a national title. And, and that that's the biggest one is, is all these disappointments feel that much stronger because you don't have that one, that title in your back pocket. And I still got burned. You know what I mean? So that was it, Trevor. Now that I think about it, why this year and last year um, – I've tried with all my might to just be Mr. Positive. And then there's these moments of just like, what in the hell was that? And and, and that yep. is that is the primary source of my frustration. And tonight it got out of hand so quickly and by such a wide margin that it's it's sort of like, okay. I will. This will be the last sort of mulligan in terms of okay. Well, Sunday we got a game against Northwestern, but if they were to pull some crap at Rutgers next week, which could happen, or they could win, I don't know. But then I would be beside myself. So that I don't know if that makes sense, but it, it just seems like um, we've we talked about feeling bamboozled and fooled and lulled into this false sense of security. But you know what? It's like I've been purposely trying to not add extra weight onto Illinois basketball because it has enough weight as it is as a program. Um, and and that's I don't know if the players feel it or not, but I know the fan base does, and it can percolate through State Farm Center in a big game. Oh, God, are we going to blow it? Um, but why are... Why is Ivy and Edie and like all the starters in, and you have Brandon leave? And Podjimski in the game right now. Uh, this is Plummer, so we're getting some garbage buckets here, but that was a miss. Uh, okay, so basically you're going to lose by 15, 17, 19, whatever. You got, you got punked. Um, what do we need? <laughs> do we even want to talk well, about I, Sunday? We don't have to. I mean, it's it's whatever. You got to win, of course. But like, uh, I'm glad that there was a long break. This team needs five days. And if it were a three day break, I think they'd lose on Friday. I would not feel good about it. Yeah, I, and I think to your point of the whole, like, the fool me once, it, it happens, you know, I think not only does it happen, but it happens just frequently, infrequently enough that it's painful. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it's like once 
every six weeks when you're really trying to let your guard down and feel better that it happens again. And it's like, God, like, I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's like Chinese water torture sometimes or something where it's like, uh, it's just like you forget about it just enough for it to, to sting just as badly when it happens again. And I I mean, again, we're talking about this stuff and and produce freaking good. I mean, they just are, but I, I I don't know. And and I think, Mm -hmm. I think if you had won this game, I'd be slightly concerned that on Super Bowl Sunday against the worst team, you might come out lethargic. And now I guess the upside is I don't think you will be that way and you'll have plenty of time to get fired up for that game. But, I mean, whatever at this point. Well, we will see. Thir- I-, I will be watching Thursday night. Listen, and I I mean this. I really do mean this. Even if you lose, well, even if, if you lose to Purdue twice, you've lost to Purdue twice. The game is eight seconds away from being official. And I'm not even going to tell you when it's officially over because who gives a crap. But I will still take the banner even if you share it with them. I'll give you some examples. That, well, I'll give you one glaring example of it, actually. Back in 89, Illinois beat Indiana twice in the Big Ten season. Indiana, they were the Big Ten champions. Illinois lost Kendall Gill for a few games. That ultimately cost them a game or two, so they finished second. But they beat Indiana both times, and everyone knew that, okay, well, they were deserving even though they didn't get it. I would view a Big Ten banner, even if you tie with Purdue, and this might sound ludicrous. Why, Carp, do you care about these arbitrary things? But I think that getting a share, even with Purdue after what they did in this game and beating you back at the State Farm Center in uh, mid-January, I'm still taking it. And this is why Thursday night I will be interested to see what they do at Michigan. On a short turnaround, they were up for this game. I suspect they will win because they're so freaking good. But I wouldn't put it past Michigan. Uh, by the way, what did Michigan do at Penn State tonight? Did they win? They won by one point. <laughs> hey, perfect. Okay, so you have a team that escaped, right? Because they were looking ahead to the Purdue game. They escaped, though. And then you got Purdue putting everything into this game. I'm just saying, watch that game Thursday night, and that would be interesting. Now, Matt Painter is going to join the show in two minutes. Here's the last thing I'm going to leave you guys with. We're going to end on a sour note, unfortunately. I want to hit Isaac and then Trevor. Coming up in two minutes, they're going to have Matt Painter on the show. Clearly, this was an opportunity. I mean, as I'm watching the game for a second, I forgot that it was ESPN primetime and any college basketball fan worth their salt is watching this game and you blew it. You blew it. Isaac and then Trevor, as we are about to try to go to sleep, what are your final takeaways tonight? And more more importantly, Isaac, starting with you, what is the primary emotion that you feel right now? duped or stupid again i know i've already said that but fan in me earlier today when i'm just thinking about the game the fan in me is like oh shoot we're gonna win tonight and we're gonna be sole possession of first and then we're gonna win the big 10 and and then the realistic lifelong illini fan in me is like whoa 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 don't get your hopes up but this is your second probably most what the heck loss of the season probably Cincinnati I would say is the first where you just got the brakes beaten off you now this is obviously different because Cincinnati's probably not making the tournament and Purdue might go far they're one seed and and I yeah and not I've been talking to myself to make this sound better like how did Purdue lose three games 
And it is really amazing. How did they lose three games? But you know what Purdue has done this season is they've showed up for the big, the two biggest games of their season, probably. They showed up. So you can afford losses, like weird losses to Rutgers and weird losses to Indiana if you show up for the big games when the conference is on the line. And again, you're just, you're not, you're not top 10. Um, you're probably, it, 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 it would be hard to imagine Illinois. I think winning outright is probably out of the picture and yeah. it's going to be hard to get a share. At, you, can still, the, you can still get a share. I mean, but it, it and, and here's the thing, it would require winning in all likelihood. I think you can afford another, you can afford another loss and definitely get a share because I do think Purdue will slip one more, and I think Wisconsin will slip one more too, probably to Purdue at home. Um, so there you go. I think with four losses, you get a share at, for sure. I think even at five, a, a lot of things can still happen. Uh, Purdue is a different team on the road, and we'll see if that has any bearing because they might just be that that good where it doesn't matter. So I'm still not saying the Big Ten tiles out of the question. I think it was the way that tonight happened. It was so jarring where it's like, well, we're out of it. It feels that way. It certainly does. But it really just comes back down to how this team responds Sunday. And then I'm still watching Thursday night to see what Purdue does at Michigan. Um, and by the way, Isaac, you gave us the title of the podcast, Perduped. I feel duped, too. I really do. And I think that's fair to say. You you laid an egg in the biggest game of the year, in the biggest regular season game that this program has had in some time. You laid an egg. Now, the thing is, though, there have been other big games, and Underwood shouldn't get the reputation of, um, and Trevor, I want to kick it to you, Underwood shouldn't get the reputation for not winning big games because he won like seven or eight big games in a four-week span last year. But then the you remember the final chapter of a book or the final scene of a movie more than the middle parts. And, and unfortunately, that's where the Loyola thing, back to the irreparable damage that did, it gives this idea that he doesn't win the big game. I don't think that's fair um, necessarily, but I, I think it's understandable. So, Trevor, where are you after tonight's game? Yeah, I think to couple off of your words, I guess, confusion or deja vu, I guess. But, uh, you know, I, I, I try to temper it with, like, like one, once I settle down at some point tomorrow, it will be, you've never felt worse and you're currently tied for first place. So like, right. it's not like this was the last game of the year and like it is over, over like, so, I, you know, it's recoverable. It's just, man, I, I just did not see that coming to be honest. I mean, I, I was almost fully on board your train of like, I feel like this is happening. Mm -hmm. And Me especially too. early, honestly, in this game, even I felt like, Shoot, DeMonte's hitting threes, Grandison's hitting threes, Plummer's hitting threes. Like, you know, Edie's got two early fouls. Like, here we go. And so for that to suddenly come to such like a screeching halt in that second half, it was just, I mean, it was jarring. I mean, you, you get outscored 48 to 30 in the second half. I mean, I, I, I want to know what Purdue's points per possession were in that second half because it had to be close to like two, which is just insane. Um, so it's recoverable. Yes. You can still win a share. Yes. You've still got tough games ahead of you as well, where you have to show up and you have to win, um, to keep pace. I, 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 I foresee another loss for this Purdue team coming at some point. Yeah. And I'm not going to argue about sharing a title at all. Even if you've lost to the team twice, yeah, you I don't share care. it with, because guess what? Care. 
you know, we didn't share one last year with the team we beat by 25 and had a better percentage. <laughs> exactly. You know, so I'm not, I'm not going to apologize for that at all. So just get me there any way you can. And again, mentally, I will reset to that. Just get me there mindset in a few days. But for the moment, I, I, I just can't help but think envisioning this in, in a tournament scenario. Again, it's just some kind of helpless worst case scenario that I can't get out of my head. Yeah, or we look back on this, and I'm going to leave you guys with a positive note here, or we look back on this as the final wake-up call. And I think we found the last two years there's been these wake-up calls for Brad Underwood's teams. You know, last year was the Ohio State-Maryland game. I know that we're maybe a week or two after that point in the season from where that Ohio State-Maryland run happened last year, but they responded very well after that. And for the most part, you don't see, um, other than two years ago, you don't see these extended losing streaks. This team does a pretty good job of not losing consecutive games or going into a big hole. And I really think that we got some fortuitous scheduling with the Northwestern next. I think we got lucky only getting Ohio State at home. Uh, so you need to take advantage of that, just like you did only getting Wisconsin at home. And uh, we'll let it play out. But tonight was a uh, one of the biggest disappointments I can remember because Purdue's very good. And as we got uh, Mark, I think, on the Twitch chat, Purdue's winning it all. Well, if they play like that, yeah, I would agree. If they play like that, they are. They haven't done so consistently enough this year, but they might be coming together, and tonight might have been their coming out party in that regard. If that is the case, it's just fine. It's just so disheartening that, like, I'm I'm sitting here for the last four days thinking about how Purdue can be exploited because they can't close games late and like it doesn't even doesn't matter, matter. It doesn't come into play because like, you're down by like, 18. Like it doesn't even it doesn't even factor in and that's the part where I'm just like man like I did not see that coming. Well, and I think it's the fact that Purdue, which I felt coming in, I want to say soft, but whatever killer instinct that a national title contender would need, they hadn't shown really yet. They showed they had supreme offensive talent. But, and we knew that, but we didn't know the other parts of it. And in a weird way, them scoring 48 doesn't bother me nearly as much as us only scoring 30 in the second half. I know that sounds weird. Absolutely. You gave up You gave up damn near 50 points to Purdue. But you know what? I'm actually willing to swallow that bitter pill because of how good they are offensively. I'm not willing to swallow the fact that your sorry-ass offense couldn't get more than 30 points in a half yep. against this defense. So... You know, you have enough weapons, and, and and enough guys did not show up to play, including your best player, your second best player didn't show up to play, your third best player, Alfonso Plummer, was great in the first half offensively, but immediately gave up an eight-point run to freaking, I don't even know Hunter's first name, is it Eric Hunter, Robert Hunter, what's his first name, Alan Hunter, what's his, I don't even know, I don't care, you should be, What what is it? Eric. Eric, there we go, I, I did know it, doesn't matter. Don't give up an eight nothing run to freaking Eric Hunter on a three and two free throws, or sorry, two layups. So I, I was going to end on a positive note, guys. I, I don't think I can. We got produced tonight. That is the title. Thank you, Isaac, for that. Um, that's all I got. I think it's time to go to bed, uh, watch a Simpsons episode, cleanse the palate the best way we can, and uh, any final thoughts, Isaac? Then Trevor, Isaac, you got anything else? Ah. Uh. Man, yeah. Oh, you still the there? Roller coaster. There you go. Yeah, roller. Like, sorry, there were just the fact that you started off so hot and then you let them go on that big run, then you ended the half well, then it was like you blink and produce up eight, 
And not, the second half was pretty much just a, a downfall. But the worst, I, yeah, I would say the weirdest thing about tonight was talking, but the weirdest thing about tonight was when you, your offense just, yeah, never really clicked like you guys were just saying. And it just felt like never you were lucky to still be in that game because yep. of, of, and uh, Plummer did not score in the second half, by the way, I don't think. He didn't do anything for you in the second half. And, and granted, who did other than R.J. Melendez? But I'm sorry, for an old team, that's unacceptable. Like, when the game got within seven or eight points and, and we didn't punch back, that should have been the sign with 12 minutes to go. That was a sign that, uh-oh, I mean, this could get out of hand, and it got out of hand in a hurry. So, uh, Trevor, last thoughts, bud. Yeah, uh, I mean, this, this to me solidifies that you're not on that top line. and no. yeah, I don't know that you need to be. But, I mean, I would argue that the two single-handed best players you have faced this year, which is the Kerr guy for Arizona and Ivy, I mean, they've just carved you up. And so, you know, again, like, there's nothing stopping me from going, oh, God, like, think of that kid, the Max, uh, whatever his name was, they carved up Ohio State for Earl Roberts in that game, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing that's, that's saving me from being worried about that, so... When you face one of the best players in college basketball, you're probably going to lose. When you face one of the best teams, you're probably going to lose because then you're in that tier 2A. And I can make sense of that, but I don't have to like it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like it one bit. But I I hear everything that you guys are saying. So let's try to go to bed. And I wish I were sleepy and happy tomorrow, but I'll be sleepy and disgruntled. But that's what it's like. And it was a game that mattered. You didn't get it, but... It's all about how you respond. I know that sounds cliche, but it is all about how you respond. And frankly, I'm back to, I do like mentally, I'm back to that show me phase. Like, okay, tonight didn't go well. So show me going forward that tonight was the aberration. Or we are just sort of like a top 15, 16 team. We'll get a four seed, a five seed. And then even if you get the second round, you're playing a one seed. So there are worse positions to be in. But it's show me time again. So, guys, I will uh, let you get out of here. Thank you so much for sticking around on what was a very disappointing evening. Isaac, Trevor, thanks, guys. Sadness. See ya. Sorry about the uh, explicit tag. Should I should I leave it in or should I take it out? (laughs) No, you you should definitely take that out. That was that was an extreme moment of. passionate anger it was great though uh, all right man i will i will mute the the uck i'll let the okay. <laughs> i'll let the stand in there though all right trevor we'll see you bud <laughs> see you all right twitch stream thanks for sticking around later this night i really wish i could go to school tomorrow tired but happy but jesus christ i mean awful All I can say, it was bad. It was not acceptable uh, for being as good as we thought this team was. And, you know, I I thought that this team was on the verge of a top 10 kind of quality, right? Maybe a three seed, not a one or two. I don't think that my expectations were unreasonable. And I, I really thought that the timing was perfect for this game based on what you did at Indiana and that you would have a mental edge coming into this game. And through one half, I thought you might have. You were up two at halftime. You had no reason or business to be up two. That half cannot happen. I don't care that Purdue's making every shot. You didn't respond. So at this point, it is what it is. We're back to show me mode. We are in a good place as a program. I'm much happier to be here than where we were the last decade. But 
I really will be, there's going to be an empty feeling if we get through this season and there's not a Big Ten title to show for it. It's still out there, and I'll take it. I'll take a share, even if you share it with Purdue. That's fine. Uh, I won that banner, damn it. But at this point, it's back to one game at a time, and it starts with Northwestern on Super Bowl Sunday. That would have had a lot more juice had he won tonight. Though I think there's actually some interest going into Sunday's game. How do you respond? And if it's some sort of ugly, you know, knockdown, drag out contest against Northwestern, I will be a little bit perturbed on Super Bowl Sunday. All that said, we could rattle on about this forever. I, I feel bad. Rector Construction, R-E-C-T-O-R-Construction.com for all your home exterior needs. And State Farm Agent Brian Hansen at BrianIsMyGuy.com. I'm going to hit them up super hard on the next podcast. We got so caught up on whatever the hell that was that I did not probably do my best job moderating the discussion and making sure I hit everything here on the podcast. So for DP Doe, Fourth and Kirby, State Farm Agent Brian Hansen and Rector Construction, for our partners, Alana Inquirer and the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Hey, Twitch stream, thank you guys for hanging out late on a Tuesday night. Wish it could have gone better. Wish we could be staying up and celebrating and having a celebratory beverage and playing the Simpsons arcade game to end things. But that's not how tonight is going to go. I need to find some way to decompress, as we all do. Take care, everybody, and we will see you soon. It is the 200 level.